Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Saturday, 9th October, 2021. Our bit today comes from John 3, verse 17. Now that says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Oh, what a perfect Saturday morning for sleeping in, at least in my area. We are talking about dark skies on a fairly warm morning for this time of year and the lulling drizzle of heavenly blessings. But here I am up early, walking. <laughs> That's because I went to bed early this morning. And we're talking about early by my standards. Anyway, it's no use griping about it now because I'm already up and at M. Up and at M. <laughs> so, like we do every Saturday, let's check out the quotes our friend Anselm sent us this past week. I pray the Lord will give me the wisdom and understanding to do a good job on them because it's all for his glory. This first one says, all great changes are preceded by chaos. Now, I don't know if it's absolutely true, but there is a fair amount of truth to it. Just look at all the great changes forced upon the world by the numerous wars and strifes that have happened down through the ages. Look at what's happening right now. Chaos is in our midst with serious differences over the cause and effect of the COVID-19 pandemic, the strife that's been injected over the vaccines, the lust for dictatorial power that's currently running rampant, the greed of the rich who are getting insanely richer while the world is beset by numerous natural and man-made disasters, poverty, economic misfortune, climate change, racial differences, etc., etc. There's no doubt that when the dust settles, our society will be significantly changed. But who knows how? Oh, and by the way, let's not forget the chaos and great changes made by the coming of our Lord and Savior 2,000 years ago. Jesus turned his then Jewish society upside down and the world right side up. Remember what he said? For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And the world has never been the same since he came. Neither will it be after he comes again. The second quote now tells us that if you are bored with life, if you don't get up every morning with a burning desire to do things, you don't have enough goals. I don't know about not having enough goals now, but rather of having the wrong goals. For if you even have one goal of sufficient interest and importance to you, then that will have you getting up every morning burning with passion to fulfill it? What's the point of having goals that aren't actively cultivating your interests? None whatsoever. The problem, though, with today's society, 
Why we are so easily bored is that life's just too easy for too many of us. There are so many amenities now that we can easily get by without hungering and thirsting after anything. So serious goal setting is not as important as it used to be back when things were harder. A real goal is something that calls for elbow grease, for getting out of your comfort zone, that causes you to see a light at the far end of the tunnel and drives you towards it. But since so many of us are averse to working hard or working at all, who wants to do that? Eh? Consequently, when we do set goals, they are often of the easy, lackluster kind and obviously don't fire us up. And that's where this next quote comes in. It says, dreams are extremely important. You can't do it unless you can imagine it. Yes, friends, our dreams, the things we would like to acquire or do, are extremely important. And they are the things that should usually become our goals because they will inspire us to get up and get a move on. And the second part of the quote does have some truth to it because generally speaking, you must be able to imagine something before you can do it. You don't always need to see the finished product, but there must be ideas about whatever you want to accomplish continually buzzing about in your head. Otherwise, you won't have the necessary incentive to keep working on it. And that's why the following quote is important. It says, the future belongs to people who see possibilities before they become obvious. No doubt about that, friends. You just have to look around at all the amazing inventions in our current world to see it. They were created by those who were thinking ahead. They had an idea, a dream, a goal to make something better or do something differently. And they kept working at it despite numerous failures until they succeeded. A good example of that is the vast and tentacle-like network of social media we have nowadays. Some people saw the possibilities and took advantage of their opportunities. That's what it takes to be successful in this world. And the same thing goes for believers in Christ Jesus. We also need to be forward thinking, seriously gauging possibilities and seeking opportunities to bring others to the knowledge of Christ. That's our job as his earthly messengers and ambassadors. So don't think for one moment that Christians don't also need dreams, goals, and successful operations in Jesus' name. We just have to do them within his framework, that of his holy word. His church is his big organization here on earth. But how is that working here? Not as good as it ought to? It cannot with all the divisions, disunity, strife, anger, and evil that's currently going on in it. And one would think that in these terrible times, the Church of Christ 
would take the obvious opportunity to be a calming, settling, and uniting force and influence, working to bring peace, love, and the spirit of Jesus to the situation. But unfortunately, it's just as divisive and strife-filled as the rest of the world. So what can we as individuals do? Not a whole lot, except sincerely show Christ to those around us and pray. And what we call our serenity prayer is the last of our quotes for today. So let's pray it now. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yes, my fellow saints, that's why Cousin Saul advises us through the good book that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. And that comes from Proverbs 4, verse 7. It's absolutely imperative that in these dangerous, evil, and ungodly times, that the children of God seek his wisdom and learn what we need to do by studying his word, talking to him, and being led by his Holy Spirit. This is an opportunity for all true believers to step up to the plate and make a real good and Christ-like difference in the lives of others and in our scarred and scared world. That's what Jesus is expecting of us. So please, let's not disappoint him now. Much love. And the postscript for today says, when things are getting out of hand, that's when Christians step up and take control. Yes, my Christian friends, we need to step up right now and take control of the stuff that's happening. We have all the wherewithal from Jesus to do it. So please, let's step up now. Let's get courage. We have, all, have it all already. We just need to bring it out in us so we could step up and take control of the situation. And we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.